0: Welcome, Dr. James Beckett Sports Card Insights. Thanks, sponsors Tops Panini Upper Deck, Heritage Auctions, Tucker the Scott Auctions, Mike Stadium Sports Cards, Burbank Sports Cards, CompC.com, and Beckett Media, Beckett Grading, Beckett Authentication. Here's another episode. Hope you enjoy. What do you do when somebody wants to sell you a collection? Do you tell them to take some photos with their iPhone and text them or email them to you? Because you need to see what they have without having to drive across the
1: country. I have them send pictures. It's a really nice picture and then get closer and you notice there's something missing or different things. But yeah, it's always a gamble and it's like the collection I chased into San Antonio. Yeah. That was a little easier because they had graded cards, but they sent probably five pictures. And before I drove down, I said, you sent me this list and thank you, but I need a picture of these other five guys, before I'm cut com- <clears throat> I just wanted to be sure they weren't saying PSA 6 and 7 on some pretty good old cards. But uh, anyway, I'm sure I don't take advantage of modern.
0: Is that because you're buying enough collections as it is? Are you happy with the amount of cards you're able to bring? Because you, you got to keep getting some new inventory. So you Absolutely. Up, or is it slowing down
1: for you? You're right on the money there. And really, I never think I have enough. Even this latest big collection, it's made a big difference. You got to have the eye candy in the showcases to get people to stop and look. Then if you have anything that matches what certain people have communicated they're looking for when they come to the show, that's a big plus. So there is ways that I use that, but I guess it is a primary weapon in a way. But I just pretty much tell people I'll have some fresh inventory and then I hope to get lucky in between and have that fresh inventory.
0: When you buy these collections over the years, have you consistently been the guy that puts the prices on there to see what you want to put them
1: out at, or does somebody help you with it? Up until that? the last couple of years, I insisted on being the one. I've got fantastic help. Now, I think Jay somewhat. I think oh, Jay, yeah. And uh, Jay has made a study that he loves to sit in his man cave and price things. So uh, there's a lot of times where he's priced a lot of my inventory, and uh, usually I can trust it pretty well.
0: I think he's a trustworthy guy. Uh, The only thing is when you and I are talking, we can say that Jay is very trustworthy, but you and I have decades of experience doing exactly that. He's not way younger than you or me, but he doesn't have the same hobby involvement over the decades because that wisdom is not
1: written down always. No, it's not something that you can transfer with full confidence in 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 its entirety, but I could not present the number of cards that I present at shows and in my inventory lists if people need for me to send lists or and so forth. I couldn't do that if I just did it all myself. And I'm too crazy about buying too much, probably. But
0: <laughs> is it like the graders? I think at BGS they would do this: is that for ninety percent, eighty percent of the cards, the value or the grade is pretty clear cut. If there's some small percentage of them where you need another set of eyeballs, does Jay pull a few cards out and say, I've got most of these, but Roger, I need you to look at this one. I'm not sure about this or what do you think? So verification, does that Yeah,
1: Jim. The other thing I have a lot of confidence in that if he has even a little bit of doubt, he'll set it aside for us. And if he's priced a hundred cards, there may be that he's getting ready to price, but we're going to consult on and so forth and he's been really good at picking out the ones that are close, and they've been so close sometimes that after a show or two, if they haven't sold, I re-look at them, and probably the reason is we're pricing this at near mint, and on the back, it's just not centered quite well enough to be near mint, and that's why it's not selling, and then we change it. Yeah, there's methods to our madness, but I'm sure that there's better methods somewhere, but that it keeps me in business. You've been in business for a long time. How long have you been full-time in the hobby, being your main thing? I went full-time in 1990.
0: And what were you doing before that?
1: I was a child psychologist for the state of Oklahoma, and I dealt with kids that were inpatient wards of the court for the state, and I worked with those kids, and I did some research for the state. A lot of things they asked me to tackle that I look back on it now and I probably could have provided even more for them if I'd have had years more of experience. But anyway, I mean, set the pace there with initial testing and evaluation of kids that were sent by the courts and they were quite some problem usually.
0: How did that help you be a better car dealer? You have so many fans as you make your way along the circuit. There are people that seek you out. Is that interpersonal skills? Are you still a psychologist for the people that come in and want to have a good visit with you on a weekend in
1: one of these uh, shows? My guess is that I've enjoyed it so much. It's more than just an income for me. And I know that I pass some of that on. I'm not sure I'm as effective as you're painting it, but I try to keep in touch. I still send the old-fashioned Postcards. Hey, I'm coming to this show at this time, and here's a couple of things I have that I didn't have last time. So be sure and stop at my table. It's a lot of work, and I email it sometimes too if I don't have time to do the yeah do the postcard or whatever. But something like that, I'm taking the time to do that. Maybe has been part of getting people to stop and visit. And a lot of people are great collectors, and so I feel pretty fortunate that way.
0: Are you in the same situation? I am in that I'm enjoying it so much. I don't ever want to retire. Are you- <laughs> Jim, are you confessing? <laughs> I, I'm not asking you to put on a counselor hat because <laughs> I'm not a child uh, in the system. But no, it just seems if you really love what you're doing, maybe you want to not do quite as much. You want to have some assistance and have a pace of life that's not wearing you out. But if you love interacting with the customers and providing a service that people They're thankful that you're digging out cards and providing them at a good price, and you've got customers that come up with a want list, and that's old school now.
1: That really is old school. Yeah, I guess it shows I enjoy dealing with the cards I always did. I worried when I was younger. I played on the boys' baseball teams. I was in the little handmade clubhouses that we had I'm big groups of kids, but I enjoyed my baseball cards as much as anything that I did, including interacting. And I guess maybe that just carried over in a sense because I still love to start putting them in order and whatever. What's
0: your cutoff for vintage? Not that you're the authoritative voice, but you clearly don't sell a lot of modern cards. You're mainly a vintage guy, but do you have a cutoff or does it depend on what you have opportunity
1: to have? It depends a bit, Jim, on the opportunity. For example, I just got a 100 vending box fresh rookie cards of Bo Jackson is a great seller for me, even though he's not an old card. So that's an example of something I might venture past 73. But I've always said that I'm basically 1973 and earlier.
0: Unrelated to that, when you get to those older cards, the effect of grading can be very dramatic. I'm not saying that you or I Would not be excellent graders of cards, but most people want a third party encapsulation. So, are you getting a lot of cards graded? Are you buying them already graded? What's your posture there in terms of serving your customers?
1: The posture pretty much is I'll certainly buy a collection with graded cards. I think graded cards give customers a much needed boost as to what condition they're really in. I have done it long enough that given the cost of grading some of the better cards and things, they would prefer they. You'd be surprised how many requests I get. Whatever you do, use your best judgment, and but don't sell me a graded card. Now, that's obviously because I'm talking mainly to old fogies that probably were doing this before there were graded cards. Yeah, but There's no question. If my granddaughter were suddenly to get interested in collecting cards, I'd steer her t, you know, to graded cards.
0: Roger, <laughs> you're talking like you know what your specific customers are looking for. You've seen them enough times, what sets they're trying to complete. Is that true? Are you doing that all by memory or do you have notes by your customers to remember what it is they're looking for? Because in the old days, people did that and you and I are both kind of old school. You knew what sets people were working on, but is that still true for you?
1: That's true to the extent I try that to be true with my customers. Obviously, Jim, I'm probably not quite up to snuff for the high percentage of customers that I used to be, but that's where I'm at with doing that. people that bought things at the last Dallas show, some of it was just obviously impulsive. Someone walked by, oh my goodness, let me look at that one. How much can we buy it for? And I'll take it. Those kind of sales happen at every show. But 50% or more of my sales were still people with either lists in their head or lists on their cell phone or Little computer they have with them, or something, and even a few old fashioned kind of lists still on checklist sheets. <laughs> you remember those yep. <laughs> checklist sheets? <laughs> and anyway, so. Over half my sales are the people where I pretty much know what they're looking for, and that makes a difference too.
0: I'm thinking Brad Askew's worked for you as well as Jay Fike Nationals. So there's a couple right there, really good guys. What's your screening process for some of these guys that know cards, love cards, and really care about you and love helping you? Do you have a questionnaire or do they seek you out?
1: Because I think it's really cool that you've got these guys that help you on a regular basis. Jim, I'm so lucky to have the guys that I can trust that help me out, especially when I had my knee operation. I'm sure you've seen me limping around (laughs) here and there. I'm doing pretty good now because I had a knee replacement. I had just an operation first. It wasn't very good. So over a year, I was limping. Now back to your question. I think that everyone working with me, guys that I can trust, A, that's the number one, and B, that kind of know what's needed to be done. We can collaborate on it. But uh, I'll tell you what, I would not be in business if it were not for some true helpers, most of which I've tried to help back a little in their collecting. But somebody like Jay is so outstanding, he won't take any help. But
0: he's in the Metroplex. What percentage of your business, because with the Dallas Card Show being six times a year, is that a big portion of your travel schedule now, just coming from Oklahoma down to Dallas?
1: Jim, it's presented me with an unforeseen opportunity that has become a reality and it is probably 50% of my sales. Part of the reason is because that show has drawn collectors, not only from Dallas, Fort Worth and nearby, but there's people that come down from Chicago as an example. You know, they'll come to this show and say, because there's so many dealers and because the quality overall is really good. The show has drawn them in and I've been lucky to receive some of the benefit of that. <clears throat>
0: Would you say that most of your sales coming from the decade of the 50s?
1: Yeah, 50s and 60s. Yeah. 60s are a little easier to obtain. The 50s, if I could, I would buy all the 50s there were that anybody buys and because those will sell better than anything. But they're not available to the extent that you can depend just on 1950s to make your business. And so then the 60s is certainly next. There's a lot of people that still remember the 60s, remember collecting, and maybe even add to collections from there. Now, the old cards, so you can get a lot of oohs, ahs, and you can get a, a quite a few people coming by and telling you what a good inventory you have, but there's not that many people that collect the 1930s and back. If I have those, it's wonderful, and they're good showcase candy, but my sales are basically 50s, 60s, and 70s. And that seems to be where it's at for others too, not everybody.
0: But the other thing that I think you skew different than a lot of dealers, would you say half of your sales, maybe more than half of the cards, but maybe less than half of the money comes from not the star cards?
1: Yes. As a person that never grew up, Jim, I still love the common cards too. (laughs) And uh, I guess it shows, but I'm as happy to fill a list of a guy that needs 50 cards And there may be three of them are Hall of Famers. The rest are commons. But yeah, that's fun to do. There's actually probably a more significant part of my business than I will even realize. It comes from filling somebody's want list with commons as well as stars. Mm -hmm. How much mail order are you doing these days?
0: Are you mainly being a show dealer?
1: The last three years has changed uh, quite a few times right now. Probably 25% of my business is mail order. During COVID, I'd say more than 50% was mail order. If it wasn't for the Dallas show, there wouldn't have been any real shows, hardly anyway, during the height of the COVID pandemic. The shows provide me with the best outlet and the highest percentage of my sales. A really fun day for me is if somebody comes to my warehouse... Like I have people from Dallas that'll want to start a 1955 set. They'll bring checklists, maybe have 10 cards. We go through all the cards of 55 I have in the warehouse, most of which would have been at the last show, but they can sit at my desk and I'll go to the back warehouse room and bring the cards out. And one time, fairly recently, a guy came within six cards of a complete set of 55s. He didn't have one card when he walked in that morning. That's a great service you provide.